0: I'm reading from 2 Chronicles chapter 16, and verse 7. At that time, Aniah the seer came to Asa. I'm reading from 2 Chronicles 16, verse 7. Now that time, Aniah the seer came to Asa king of Judah, and said unto him, Because thou hast relied on the king of Syria, have not relied upon the Lord thy God. Therefore the host of the king of Syria. Escape out of thine hand. Were not the Ethiopians and the Lubans a huge host. With very many chariots and horsemen. Yet because thou didst rely on the Lord. He delivered them into your hands. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. Throughout the whole earth to show himself strong, in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. Hearing thou hast done foolishly, therefore from thence thou shalt have wars. Then Asa was wrought with the seer, and put him in a prison house, for he was in a rage with him because of the prophecy. And Asa oppressed. Some of the people at the same time. And behold the act of Asa first and last. Lo, they are written in the book of the kings of Judah and of Israel. And Asa in the thirtieth and ninth year of the reign was diseased in his feet. Until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease he sought not the Lord, but the physician. And Asa slept with his father, and died in one and fortieth year of his reign. Lord, bless this service. Bless this service, I pray. We need your guidance. We need your truth. In Jesus' name, thank you for the word. Thank you for the singing. Thank you for our children, our teachers. Now it's time for your word to be unfolded to us. Clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Shake somebody's hand. Say we're in the house of praise. We're in the house of praise. And my title is The Problem with Truth. The Problem with Truth. While I sat here, the Lord spoke to my heart a while ago and just told me in my spirit as I was listening to the singing and the praise that Satan is not as powerful as you think he is. Satan don't have all power. He's not omniscient. He's not all-powerful. He's not all-knowing. He's not omnipresence. presence. In fact, he's running all the time. He's always in the Olympics. Then the question is, why is Satan so successful that the Bible said, and the devil that deceiveth the whole world? Why? Is Satan so successful? Was it because he was smarter than man? Is it because he's more powerful? Does he have more ammunition than we have? And God told me no. No. That's not the reason. Then the reason, what is the reason? That's why I want to preach to you today about the problem with truth. Asa, in chapter 15 of the book of 2 Chronicles, had a word from the Lord. And verse 8 said, when he heard the pleasing platitude of God, it encouraged him. And he made some reform and brought a great revival in the land of Judah. Because God always showed himself strong on the behalf of the reformer. Those that repent and those who seek God, God said, my eyes run to and fro in all the earth to give you leverage over adversarials. And so he prospered. And then a trial came upon him the old ungodly king of Israel, because by this time Israel is divided two kingdoms, Judah and Israel, to fight against Asa. Asa panicked and hired the help of the Syrians to help him fight off the adversary called the king of Egypt. I mean the king of, of Israel. So he took all the godless stuff and he gave it to the king of Syria and said, Look, make a league with me. I need your help. Now, he did not seek the Lord like he did the first time because prior to this, the Ethiopian came against him and he sought the Lord. They came by the thousand, by the hundreds, the flood. And God's people always looked like grasshoppers in the time of adversaries. We always look out numbers, out gun, out finance, but the strength of the Lord dwells not in numbers. God don't save by might nor by power, but by His Spirit. And those who know the Spirit of God always put their trust in God and not in the flood that they see in the situation. So God whipped the Ethiopians. And all Ace had to do was collect the goods, the blessings. And they rejoiced. And they had a great time. The Bible tells you in chapter 15 and 16. But now a situation came in his life where he's confronted by the adversary, Israel. And now he hires a mercenary to help him. Not everybody that you know can help you. Not everybody who advise you are in your best interest. Not all the counsel you're getting in the medium of the world are going to help you out of your mess. You need to look up and not look down. Because my help comes from the hills. From whence coming higher help. All oh, they that put their trust in the arm of flesh will be defeated. You will be disappointed. You're going to spend your thing for naught. Because strength is not found in man. It's found in the Lord. And I'm so glad God is a man of war. He triumphed over Pharaoh and the chariots and the army. Amen. Sister and his mighty chariots we defeated by a woman that led the captain, oh, hallelujah, led us captain over Israel and defeated the army. But he hired these help, and he looked like he won for a while, and then God sent him a good prophet. Another prophet said, look, this time you did foolishly. Did not I deliver you when the Ethiopian came against you and there were many, like a thousand Times ten thousands, and because you relied upon me, I delivered you, and I brought you out. And now, in this situation, you put your trust in the arms of flesh. And he said, You have just done foolishly. Now, there's two people I know that was told that, and they both got mad. King Saul. Samuel says, You have done foolishly. Samuel told Saul, I come to establish you. But what you just did was just plain stupid. And therefore, you won't have the backing of God. And that became the beginning of his decline. Because he could not receive what he heard. You know, why is the devil so successful? For the same reason you see acting and dramatized here, this man could not receive whole truth. Some folks can take some truth when it's pleasing to their flesh, when it's satisfying to their own desires. But when it comes contrary to them, it's like rubbing the cat in the wrong direction. Amen. And if you don't love whole truth, half truth is more deadly than no truth. I'd rather have no truth than half truth cuz then there's hope that I get whole truth. But somebody with half truth don't have an appetite for whole truth because it can become problematic. Uh, I remember a little story told about this guy, it's from the Caribbean. He was reading poems, and is while well, he's reading and telling people like they always do, horoscope and all that stuff. They look at your hand and they tell you what your future is. And this guy listening to what's being said, and the man is saying all the things that people want to hear, and they're paying him money for it, right? And so it sounds pretty good. So he, he took courage and says. Read my poem also. And the man looked at him and discerned that this guy will not like what I'm about to say. He said, No, 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 I don't want to read your hand. So come on, read my hand. He said, Oh, no, I won't read your hand. I said, well, please read my hand. I said, Okay, I'll read your hand. He looked at his hand and then began to read the lines and said, Look, you could be prosperous, you could be successful, but the problem is you're lazy too lazy, and you're a little thief, and therefore you don't prosper in what you do. And when he told him that, he slapped the man across the face. And the man said, didn't I tell you I didn't want to read your poem? And he slapped him again and said, you know what? You're not just a little thief, you're a big thief. The man could not tell him the truth without being aggressively being attacked. Here is Asa. And because the prophet told him, from now on the king of Syria, and you're going to have war forever, and you will not get the victory, because you're done foolishly. The Bible says in verse 10, that he got so mad in a rage, he got into a rage, it's like stomping out the door and slamming the door. and What you just heard. I don't like what I just heard, so I'm angry, I'm upset. What he did, slammed the door and slapped the preacher. And then he locked him up, the Bible says, into jail, into prison. All because he told him the truth. Told him what he didn't want to hear. Then he turned on the people and oppressed them. And then God waited for him to change, and he wouldn't change. And so God smote him with a disease in his feet. And that disease got worse and worse. And the Bible says, not only was he angry with the prophet and the message, he's angry with God. And he knew that God could heal, but he refused because he didn't like the message and the messenger. And the God will send the message. And so he chose to seek physicians who could not help him. Job called them physicians of no hope, forgers of lies, he called them. And so he chose to die, then to receive the engrafted word of God and be healed. So, why is Satan so? Successful is because of the problem of truth. Clap hands to Jesus. The Bible says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you and me. What? Now, what is truth? I don't need some great Webster dictionary. Truth is us telling it like it is. Don't make it up. Don't tear it down. Just tell it like it is. But the Bible says Satan discover something about man that makes them become deceived so easily. Even the Antichrist discover what man's weakness is. It's not because we're not intelligent. It's not because we're not informed. But Jesus said, man love Darkness. More than light. Every man whose deeds are of truth will come to the light. That his deeds may be manifest. That's why people don't like church. Psychologists tell people go to any church but a Pentecostal church because they'll remind you that you sinned. <laughs> And there's one thing a man don't want to to admit, he's a sinner. He will tell you, I've done no wrong. I killed nobody. Even though the Bible says all have sinned. Amen. And so we find truth is problematic. People don't like it. In fact, if you have a friend and you want to keep your friend, do not tell them the truth. Don't ever look to your friend to tell you the truth. They're not going to tell you the truth. And that's why we tell you all the time, keep your friend far from you. Keep your enemy close. Because your enemy is going to tell you as you are, hoping to hurt you, hoping to destroy you. And all they did was give you a free correction plan to change your ways. But your friend is not going to tell you the truth. I wonder why in the Bible we find Ahab said to Michael the prophet, I hate him. If you want to get hate pretty quick, tell the truth live the truth truth is without friends truth is not popular truth does not get invited to supper <laughs> truth don't get invited to the workplace your boss does not want to hear the truth your boss wants you to tell him what he wants to hear and when you say something different you're gonna be demoted. Are fired, and so the devil knows that men don't like truth, and himself didn't abode in the truth, so he come with all deceivableness. Why? Because he know that men have no love for truth. Now, the reason why the man called Asa was so successful when he started out, in the fifteenth chapter, there was no true God in Israel. There was no true priest. There was no true law. If there is no true God and no true priest and no true prophet, what do you think is going to happen? Exactly what's happening in the United States today. killings, murder, hatred, nations against nations. It's when Asaph showed a love for truth that God began to bless and prosperity came. But when he turned his back on truth, disease came problem came the frogs came out amen and the situation that he didn't like come his way he did not want to hear the truth you ever wonder why the man called John the Baptist lost his head it was not just his preaching but he told Herod the truth he so Herod That's not your wife. It's unlawful what you're doing. And the next thing you know, his head ended up on a charger. They beheaded him, not because he lied. Stephen, the book of Acts, tried to turn Israel around because of their sinful, wicked ways. And he made a mistake and try to tell them that Jesus was the Messiah, and that he came to give them the emancipation of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says, when he told them that they were stiff naked, and just like their foreparents, they gnashed at him with their teeth. They were cut to their hearts, and they pick up rocks, and they stone him. Why? Was he evil? No. It's the problem With truth. People love churches that will not interfere with their customs and interfere with their culture and their diversities. Preacher, preach all you want to, but give us smooth things. Prophesy nice things. Do not attack our sins. Don't show us where we are. Just tell us everything's going to be all right. And the moment he tells them the truth, they either vote with their feet or tell them to leave. That's the society we're living in. Jesus Christ came and he preached the truth. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Here's a man that never picked up a sword, never cursed anybody, and yet they cry, away with him. You know why? Because grace and truth came by Jesus. He said, why do you want to kill me? A man that told you the truth. Next thing you know, they nail him to the cross. After Pilate asked him face to face, Jesus, what is truth? What is truth? Now Pilate should have waited for the answer. You were looking at him. He's truth personified. Why is the name Jesus so offensive that you won't even pray in a restaurant just to appease the agnostics? Why is it you won't carry your Bible, the book of truth, in your hand that anybody could see with it, and yet it's a book of truth? Why won't you even tell people that you uh, subscribe to the gospel? But you see, our society is built on lies. It's built on the Renaissance. It's built on make belief Preacher, say anything you want, but just don't tell us the truth. We do not want it. We love our darkness. We don't want light. Give us our darkness. And so the Bible says, man love darkness more than light. I was thinking to myself, what would have made Adam and Eve believe the serpent? More than the almighty creator. Jesus said to them, in fact, like, I'm going to put it this way, because they didn't know much Jesus said, he, he said, look, in the day that you eat, you're going to what? You're going to die. That was truth. He told the truth. Another voice came and said, ye shall not surely die. Just like the devil is talking today, there is no hell. Just imagine there is no sky. Just imagine there is no God. Just imagine the Bible is just an old fairy tale book. Just imagine, and they're not interested in truth. What I'm trying to tell you is. My world today is not valiant for the truth. You lose congregation, you lose friends, you lose relationship simply by preaching truth. We are not interested in knowing the truth. Pastor, don't tell me I'm wrong. My mind's already made up. I got my facts right. I got my truth. You got your truth. It doesn't matter what you say. I got my truth. And so we find the truth exposed the falsities of traditions. It shows the vainness of culture. Truth. They have no love for truth. So where's truth? Truth is falling down in the street. And justice stands afar off. And men love it so. You know, when we hire a lawyer, we don't hire him to tell the truth; we hire him to discard the truth. That's why we got him. We're not interested in the truth. In fact, we don't want him to know the truth. Just get me off, Amen. You know the truth stings like a bee's. It's offensive to many's heart. It makes enemies. No one loves it. People try to avoid it, get around it. it. They see it as the enemy of the family, the enemy of the state, the enemy of the school. And so they excommunicate the Ten Commandments. They said, "Away with the Bible. It's a hate literature. Amen. Why? Because the truth offends them. It hurts their pedigree. It hurts their feeling. It's too costly. Amen, They don't want to hear it. It destroys illicit relationship. Amen. They'd rather be demonized, amen, than being sermonized. They don't want to hear it. Amen, they rather sleep in a lie. Men believe the truth. They crucified the truth on the cross. They chose revelry, amen, over, amen, restoration of truth. Men have no love for truth. You go to school, you go to churches, truth is silence. One of the most deserted books today is the book of Revelation. Who wants to hear about the apocalypse? Who wants to hear the future of our world? Preacher, let's tell us everything going to be hunky-dory. Just tell us everything will continue as always as they were. Just leave things as they were. But truth exposes error. It shows lies. You may lock up the messenger, but you can't lock up the message. You may shoot the messenger, but you can't destroy the truth. Truth will triumph no matter what. The population said, but Satan has made great inroads in life, in family, in government, because he knows we have no love for truth. Can we worship Jesus? He knows that. He knows that truth is not welcome anywhere. Amen. in the states, and I mean not just the United States, I mean in our country, truth can get you to prison. You tell the truth about governments and they may lock you up for it there are countries where truth cannot be preached you preach that there's a god and that could be offensive to many people that there is a god you preach that we need to repent of our sins and that could be offensive to many religious minds amen we find that the preaching of the cross was offensive to rome it was offensive to judaism and still offensive to agnostics today everything about god is offensive if you preach against liquor, amen, the, the, the liquor board is against it. If you preach about against pornography, those who teach illicit lust and sex, amen, is against that kind of preaching. If you preach against fornication, amen, those, amen, that practice illicit passion is against it. I'm trying to tell you that against everything that's right, amen. They go on and murder babies in the womb. The safest place used to be the womb. Now it's the, the womb has become a tomb. And you preach against that, that's hate literature. Amen. You preach about that men and women are separate beings. That's hate literature. They don't want to hear that. preacher. leave us alone. We want to believe what we want to believe. This church is about truth. Sound doctrine is offensive. They want some doctrine but not all doctrine. We want some truth, but all truth. Many kids don't go to churches these days because parents are telling them there's no truth there. And yet, the school they go to will turn them into everything but children of God. Now, marijuana is being legalized in spite of the fact that the evidence shows it's a form of cancer formation for the brain. But we don't want you in the truth. We want to give them. Special drugs to they can take the drugs on the scenery. We know drugs are going to kill them. But give them methadone, which is another drug. Take one drug and give another drug. But tell them, don't go to that church for deliverance. Amen. Jesus Christ went into a city where a man was, demoni- was demonically possessed. And he cast the devils out. And they did not receive him. They were afraid of him more than they were afraid of the man with the legions of devils. They cast Jesus out and never could cast out the men with the demons. The Apostle Paul thought he was going to be received well. He went to Athens and saw the unknown God and began to reveal to them Jesus Christ. In the Bible so they rejected him and called him a babbler, a set of new doctrine. All he was trying to do is give them the real message, show them what the real God is. Because you see, truth is problematic. People don't like the Bible. The translators don't like what God said. So they take their pen now, like the king, and cut out certain parts of it and put in the part that appealed to humanism. Amen. Agnosticism and atheism and pantheism and all the ism. And see, they just hate truth. My question is what's your attitude towards truth? How long can you hang around with half truth? Amen. Amen. The Apostle Paul went to Macedonia. He saw a girl possessed by demons. And she was a slave to her master who used that demonism for his own self-aggrandizement and most profiteering. Paul went there and delivered her and commanded Satan to come out of her. What do you think happened? They locked him up. After first they whipped him. Beat his back, and all the sins he had was, he just said, "Set her free." I never forget some young kids between the age of twelve to fourteen got the Holy Ghost, and was coming to our church across the road, living for God. I never forget the Baptist church in town, and a whole bunch of car loads came down to release them from our church, and said we were a cult. And pull those kids off that we took off drugs and alcohol and narcotics. And they came and by force pulled those kids out of the church. Another man came in the church, grabbed his sons, and pulled them out of the church and said, Look, this is not for my kids. They have to go to school. And he pulled them out, not to mention the next few weeks we saw the kids 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock downtown, downtown. And he wasn't around. Not to mention, they took one man that we converted. He had problems, and God delivered him. And God set him free from his malaise and his problems. He had thousands of dollars of records. And God convicted him to get rid of those records. And the churches in town got a hold of him. And said, do you feel comfortable in that church? And they began to appeal to his flesh and the carnal nature of man. Having to speak to his own fleshy, lustful desire. And said, don't you think? And began to put question mark in his face, his mind. The lad who gave up drugs and alcohol and and the illicit lifestyle, finally he not come to church anymore. When I met him downtown, I see him doing what he used to do before. When I ask him what happened, they try to deprogram him of truth. Our world will deprogram you of the message of salvation. They pulled him out of a life of deliverance and brought him back into corruption and pollution. And today I see him downtown, a derelict, a man in the gutter most. Everyone they took from our church they destroyed. Every child that rejects this message are sodomites and homosexuals and whores and prostitutes. They left this church good. And they went into a lifestyle that was filthy. Because somebody told them that the preacher was hateful. And they told them the preacher didn't love them. And the preacher didn't preach the truth. And and such like, but what are they today? They're on drugs. They're aged by Satan. I'm telling you, the same thing can happen to you folks in this church, my friend. If you don't get a love for truth, Satan will send you strong delusion that you believe a lie and be damned because huh? Satan is having victory over people that don't love truth. Hallelujah. Anybody in Christ is a new creature. You stop your homosexuality. You stop your lesbianism. You stop your alcoholism. You stop your illicit life and your immoral life. God change you. When they took you out, my friend, they make you two-fold child of the devil. Don't preach truth to them. Don't teach truth. Don't tell them truth. Hallelujah. It hurts me to see one guy used to live in church and prophesy. I watched him die Suicide. Another one, the girl shot him, kill him, execute him. Another one, hang himself. That's not how it used to be. But it's like the dog that returned to his vomit. Light. Let there be light. And there was light. And the darkness comprehended not. I don't expect darkness to understand why we don't let children do certain things. There are churches, I'm gonna to speak to you frankly, I don't care what you think. Santa Claus is a lie. Christmas is a lie. I don't care who celebrated, I don't care who teaches it's a lie. But if you try to take it from people, it's offensive. Amen. Why did John lost his head on a charger? Why was Micah locked up? Why was Elijah at to run from his life from Jezebel? Why was Jesus crucified? Why was Paul put in jail? Because of truth was a problem to their generation, to their culture. I go to church for truth. Praise God. Not for lies. Praise God. They said to the prophet, see not. Hear not. Don't tell us. Let's go the way we want to go. Don't confuse with the facts. Let's worship God right now. Hallelujah. God said to us in the word of God, In the last days, they will have no love for truth. They will not be valiant for truth. One guy tried to criticize my length of preaching. Spoke of his pastor, how, oh, he just preached a nice, short, and sweet sermon and he's done in five, ten minutes. And they're out. And they're gone. But his life messed up. He asked his pastor about divorce and remarry, not knowing that the guy had a problem. His pastor told him, I don't know. I've got no answer for you. And he abandoned him there. And I thought to myself, that's the guy that you like, short and sweet and spicy. But he's not telling you what's left out of the ingredients. Amen. Today's marriage is broke up. His kids are scattered. His life is broken. Somebody failed to tell him the truth. Somebody failed to release him from the bondage that he was struggling with. Failed to tell him lies. And he's messed up. I said he's messed up. Praise God. Hallelujah. We got churches that are around today, when you correct a believer who err from the truth, and you correct them, and you discipline them, they said, you don't have to go to that church. That's a dictatorial church. They are authoritarian. Why go to that church? We got an easier road. A wider gate, a broader way that you can come on in. Hello. But they don't tell about the thousands who are falling in the ditch. That are still in bondage. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on over here. It's cheaper. My wife and I was teaching a Bible study. Like we used to do and always should do. We'll keep on doing. We go door to door. We knock hundreds of doors in our city. Long before our city grew, it's amazing we saw people with churchianity that confused it for Christianity. Sit in the house, Sunday school teacher, living common law life, not their sexual partner, my marriage, and we start teaching called, chosen, faithful, and truth began to make itself known. The woman got a ring on. He didn't have one on. He felt the conviction of the word of God and began to so show sigh repentance. It made her so uncomfortable that I was about to disturb a lifestyle that she enjoyed, but that he realized was going to hurt him. And he began to ask questions. The more he asked, the more she tried to put the, black, the wet blanket on, keep it down. I have no idea what's going on. And we kept on talking. <coughs> and I could feel resistance to truth. I could see she wanted to end the story. We one time went to buy a, a thing for her home. We just came here. And we knocked on one door, and we found ourselves at the JW's home. And the home was full of people. I didn't know what was going on. But I saw a bunch of beer bottles, so I thought, it's time to witness. So I began to witness. <laughs> and found out I was witnessing the Jehovah's Witnesses. And I, I start talking about the truth of God's word, and I began to see the, who the leader was of the situation, because they become uneasy. Amen. And they were fidgety. And make a long story short, Finally, couldn't take it no more because the, the people began to understand what we we're saying. He said, leave us alone. I heard it before in the scripture. What are we to do with thee, Jesus? We don't want to hear it. Leave us alone. So I didn't leave. I kept staying, kept talking. He said, the Bible says, if you go somewhere and there's a heretic, you should just leave the house. I said, but not this house. <laughs> and I kept on talking. I oh, to find out I was talking to the Jehovah's Witnesses. And what they were doing was contrary to Scripture. And when I began to quote the Scripture and bring it to their light, the believers that among them began to understand it. It began to become offensive to those who did not love truth, who would turn their ears away from the truth, who would want to change the truth into a lie and corrupt the truth, and they want me to leave. Away with them. We don't want to hear it. Don't discuss it. And so they want us to leave. Amen. But the man wanted to know more about the truth. Then he finally broke and said, look, your church teach I have to do this, 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 and give that up to be a Christian. And he said, where I go, I can have the same thing and not do any of that. I lie not. The resistance of truth. The evil spoken against truth. Hallelujah. There's always somebody who wanted, but there's always present evil. Wherever truth is, evil is always present. To turn somebody away from truth. Last time I saw him, I said, What are you doing? He's a bartender on Saturday, but teach Sunday school on Sunday. We went to buy our first grand piano in Edmonton at this very famous piano store. I began to witness about Jesus. And the lady was playing, started playing gospel music to get my mind on buying it. She played quite well, but she also told me that she played on Saturdays in the bars and taverns, but she played the organ in church on Sunday and played those hymns. Hello? The devil don't mind you have half truth, just don't have whole truth. Because truth changed life truth bring evidence of conversion. praise God somebody asked me today what does it mean justified by faith it's about without works you know what they're saying you don't have to change it's easy believers them it's a lie. when you come to God you got to put on the wedding garment. you need a new heart and a new spirit. And a new mind. And a new walk. Otherwise you don't have a talk at all with Jesus Christ. Satan resists truth. He wants to disobey truth. He speaks evil of truth. Satan have no love for truth. He left a seat under your feet, trodden down. Hallelujah. So many times I've had one man In fact, I've had many people. Hey, folks, when you do it, you won't be the first one. I've had a lot of people walk out on me in this church, lots. In fact, there are more walk out on me than there are on the pews. But they haven't changed me, nor my wife, nor my message. (laughs) I'm not going to budge. They ain't going to budge, and I'm not going to budge. I sing that song to them, I shall not be moved. I'm like a tree planted by over the, the water. I go out, one preacher came by and told me, my wife and I, this is what two of us in the church alone, or three of us, he said, you will always preach to your wife alone. I said, you still haven't changed the message. Bye. Next. <laughs> Last time I saw him, I said, you remember me? I said, I'm still teaching, preaching, what I've always believed. Because truth endureth for all generations. Don't tell me the kids growing up don't need the truth that mama had, that daddy had, and grandpa had. Truth does not change with time. This is not a season of the gospel. Uh, come on now. I don't care if you don't clap your hand if you don't shout with me. I'm going to shout with the angels when I get over to heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One girl said to her sister, well, just leave the church and things will stop. Truth will stop for a while, but only for a season. Why does Satan is so successful? Because he knows we don't love truth. It's not that he's more powerful than you and me. We were in Westlock with a convention there. My father wants to our church in Westlock. And we met the Anglican priest who allowed us to use this church. Very nice man. And we shouted and we sang, and he saw it. He says, You folks have what I don't have. He said, This is the truth. And we talked to him about Acts two thirty-eight and the message of salvation. The and the fact that the wine is a mocker and strong drink is raging, and he has food thereby is so because lots of it in his cupboards. He cried perfuriously, tears running down his cheek. His congregation don't see that. But I'm not lying on him, I saw that. As he wept and cried, as the Holy Ghost was moving upon him to make the turn for the better. You know what he said? My age. I've been this for so many years. And in close to my retirement. What will I do? As you know, Anglican priest can marry have a wife. You see, where will I live? I live in a parsonage. I live, this is my wages that I get. And when I retire, where will I go if I ever obey the apostolic doctrine? Well, you guys are right. In my church needs to hear what you're saying. But he couldn't do it. He so said, I can't do it. I suppose by now he should be dead by now in his grave. Jesus said to the rich man, how hard it is. How hard it is. Let's worship Jesus. One night came here. I'm trying to teach the folks holiness. The church he came from didn't believe it. It was to be a wideness church like we are, and this was happening. He was going around to the saints and telling the saints, "Everybody don't believe the way Neil believes it." There's always somebody straddlers that Satan can capture at will. He overthrew the faith of some with that track. I caught on with him. What they didn't know was he was selling drugs at Suncorp. What they didn't know was he was a dope addict. What they didn't know, he was a sinner dressed up like a Christian and undermining their faith because sin loved company. Nobody wants to sin by themselves, but they want to say everybody's doing it. They want to say the devil makes me do it, and so they privately bring in heresies, doctrines of devils, and overthrow the faith of people. I saw some apostate saints most recently have been out for almost eighteen years, and I looked at them and said, "You are none the better." You have chosen lies over truth, and you're still in call of bondage and wickedness. I said, well, how come that happened to you? Somebody came and sprinkled lies and lies at their table, their dinner table. People crept in their homes and lied to them on their phone, on their email, and you're in here and people lying to you by email and, and by phone and by different means. And you follow it, and you're going by their counsel, by they're lying with their teeth. They're Satan kids, raised up to deceive you. And they corrupt good manners. Before I close, I can't understand how this could possibly happen. How could anybody not listen to Paul? We said, this guy is so smart. Almost as smart as Jesus. This guy was so smart. And yet the Bible says people rose up and taught that the resurrection has passed. Let's stand. If there's one thing truth doesn't like, it's preachers. People who don't love truth hate preachers because preachers preach truth, and I should say it the next way around. People don't like preachers of truth. We did teaching one time sexual education. We need to do. It. a weird spirit came up yeah, the kid out of, out of the situation and two of the other kids living in an apostasy and bad lifestyle but all the time truth was trying to tell them what's happening today let me tell you what's happening today we were preaching about this 20 years ago if you know us you'll find it's true We got on tape and record that we've been talking about these days, 20-odd years ago. We looked like a bunch of fools. Hello? Well, you know what he said to me, the guy said to me? Pastor, don't you think God would talk to me first before He talked to you? I thought, oh, oh. And there was always a preacher that can just receive them. If your kid run away today, I promise you somebody will receive them. Did you know that? There's a girl at the basket. She lived for God. i have a good mom and good parents. And this old wicked back-sitting girl who don't have any parental background, good in her life, in with that girl and lie to the kid. I said, your mommy don't like you. Your daddy don't like da, nah, 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 nah. And that stupid kid listened to that Go, Satan child of the devil and pulled that kid out of the church. And the first thing she did with that kid on the highway, which high kid, took out a scissor. That means she planned to do it. She planned to overthrow her faith. She planned to push her in the devil's dry. and she cut her long, beautiful hair off that never cut before. Boom, and she dropped it on the ground. It took her so far that she abandoned her. I want to tell you boys, think you're cute? You ain't cute. The devil's smarter than you. Just a matter of time, you make a fool out of you. You put drugs in your vein. Huh? And put something in their pants called syphilis and gonorrhea. It's out there waiting for you. I'm not kind of yeast and disease, woman. All these uh, online dating. It's out of the devil. You're not fooling us by doing it privately. God sees that. The devil tell everybody's doing that. The school tells it's okay, but they're wrong. And overthrew the faith of sin. Will you bow your heads right now? One God, one faith, one truth is offensive to so many people. Why is the Bible so offensive? The translators. Why is the gospel so offensive to heretics? Why is the word of God I want to tell you, folks. pastor, you don't live forever, but this church can become a reprobate church overnight. I said this church can become a reprobate church if you folks on the pew don't love truth. God will send you foxes and devils, strong delusion, let people like lie and be damned, and they pat you on the back like they're nice people but they're wolves. Truth is a problem to a lot of people. Truth. You correct your kids, people report you to governments who take your kids away from you and make that kid tenfold child of the devil. Huh? Pervert them and then throw them back into the world to go to jail and prison. Government does that. Government who say, you don't know what you do for parenting. The Bible is wrong. And when they're done with your kid, your kid is a sodomite, a prostitute, a whore. Huh? A dopehead. You fathers and mamas better teach your kids stay in the church. The church is no cemetery. It's a sanctuary. Stand behind the church preacher. Let the kids know I believe what he preach. Asa died because he couldn't take the truth. If God's talking to you right now about truth, I don't care what your culture or your traditions are. The Bible is not about culture and traditions. It's about salvation. Hallelujah. Somebody here today, God's talking to you. Are you happy with the way your children are going? Did you bring your boys and girls to go to hell? Are you going to reprove their sins or, or compromise with it? Eli couldn't tell his boys the truth. It was easy for him to tell Samuel what's right, but he couldn't tell his own boys. And they perished with them. Be careful where you're taking your kids, not all cultures are okay. every head's by right now. Who's God talking to? Him? I'm not here to condemn anybody. I'm here to say truth will set you free. Truth opened the door to light. Light is only offensive to somebody who is in the dark. But preacher, have you heard the story the doctor told the man, man, I gave you a clean bill of health. He lied. He didn't want to upset him. Next to the man died. I thought, wouldn't have been profitable to that man if you told him the truth? So that that man could go home and set his house in order. Is your house in order? When are you going to put your house in order? Is your house a death trap? Is your house a haunted house? The doctor lied. Didn't want to upset him. So he told him he's okay. But he lied. But if he had told the truth, you could have gone home and set your house in order. And you would have suffered all that loss. better your sons and daughters reject you for telling the truth. than you lie to them and tell them half-truth. Come on. Come on, Lot. You're about to lose your wife and your sons and daughters because you don't have a love for truth, Lot. Lord. Jesus. Oh, God. Almost. You want me to know that song? Sing it for me, please.